Uh, Tony, would you like to just briefly introduce yourself and why you want to start this WeVisit brand? So, so yeah, because my family business is like textile related, so we always wanted to you know create a our own clothing brand to you know bring more more about fabrics to the end consumers because mostly you know we deal with like big brands, so you know we want to start our own stuff and then. For my personal hobby, is I'm really interested in menswear, so I want to you know create something new and fun. So that's why we created our own brand. I heard that previously you were not working as like a designer, but you were working in Wall Street. So why did you want to come back to Taiwan to start this? Is it purely because of your own family, or is there any other? I think it's like too much Excel. Like you know, mm-hmm. what I do is you know like a lot of. Financial modeling, like Excel stuff, you know, you you don't really get to meet like new people or actually understand more about like what's going on in the world. Because uh-huh. mostly it's just like you know banks and like you know clients, but there's like you know less less opportunity for me to you know meet other new stuff. You know, everything you do is like oh Excel based or like you know emails and stuff. But I want to like work on like newer, cooler stuff. So that's why I was like, okay, I'm gonna take a break and then I'm gonna come back and see you know how it goes. Okay, yeah. got it. But before that, you did you have any background about design or? No, I actually don't. Okay. <laughs> I have like zero de- um zero background in design actually. So for me, it's more about now coming back and then getting to learn more about the textile industry, more about the garment industry, and like how this whole this whole fashion industry is. I guess so. It's actually a pretty steep curve because this is like this, this is not something I ever thought of doing. Got it. Yeah. So thinking back, when you came back, you didn't start like straight in founding your own company. You actually went back to your family business and worked for a bit, and mm-hmm. then start your own company. Or yeah, yeah, because like? I think it's important to you know know more about the basics, right? Yeah. Like from textile or like from garment factories. Because we don't we don't own any garment garment factories. So for me, I went to you know China, a garment factory in China that makes like shirting. Uh-huh. So I stayed there for a while to like understand how the garment manufacturing process is, and then yeah, and then you know we 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 work with different pattern makers and like you know we like discuss and know more about clothing. But mm. I think another thing that's more important is not only about like designing the clothing, but it's more about like how to communicate to consumers or to get their attention on like what you're doing. I think that's something that you know I didn't learn in. In college as well, because I focus more on like finance, accounting, you know, derivatives. You know, what you're modeling. saying is like marketing is. Yeah, I didn't take any classes in marketing. I'm like, ah, you know, that's something not important. But the advertising, I didn't, I didn't take any classes like that. Got it. Yeah, so it's like completely different from like what I studied before until like now. Yeah. So it took you like almost <laughs> one year to just understand the industry. Yeah, I think one or two years actually. But I mean, this is just like the basics to understand like what's going on. But I feel like to be able to you know know more about like how you should do it or like from a marketing standpoint, I think maybe like three to four years to actually know like what like how to really like position yourself or like what is like really like how do you like do branding, you know, like stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So thinking back of the very beginning of yourself founding Levisim, what is um, <coughs> the thing that you um, think you have learned the most throughout the throughout the journey. Most. Yeah. A lot, I think. I think the I think one big thing is the fact that you know if you have like a factory mentality, it's completely different from what you're doing from as like a brand standpoint. So that's something a lot of people struggle with is the fact that you know if you start a factory, you know like what you care more about versus like when you're starting a brand. I think these two are like 
have a pretty big, you know, conflict of interest. That's why, like, originally when we started, you know, we used, like, whatever our factory standpoint is to, to try to promote the brand. For uh-huh. example, you know, we want to try to, like, make more pieces out of it. And yeah. then you want to, like, find, like, easy way for people to buy your products. Uh-huh. I think that's, like, more like a factory mindset. mindset. Yeah, and then for brand, you know, you need to create, like, a more atmosphere thing or stuff like that. So more like trial and errors on how to try to, you know, get what you're thinking, like get your words out there. I think it's something that's like really different. So from now, when you think of a new collection, you would think of in the brand perspective, in terms of how you want to create this new collection Mm -hmm. and then talk to the factory. But in the beginning, uh, the mindset was um, you, you went to the factory and then they came up with ideas to you. I think I know. I think the bigger. I think the thing about it is the fact that you know, if you're like a factory mindset, what you're gonna try to do is how to create, you know, selling more pieces and like in volume, right? Oh, so, so okay. simply like, okay, so this thing is a good item because we do a lot of OEM, ODM. This is like the strongest thing in Taiwan. It's like yeah. we can make stuff really good and cheap, right? But the thing is like, okay, so I make something and then like a clothing and then I want people to buy it. So what are you know, different methods, right? One is I go on discount or I make the margin low and price lower. Hopefully, you know, people will buy or I spend more money on marketing on Facebook or Google exposure. But, you know, this is like <clears throat> a traditional, you know, factory standpoint of like buying like a necessity or like buying a product. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you look from a brand standpoint, there's stuff that you, you can't do you know, that way. <laughs> you need to do other, other stuff to bring up the value of your goods to be able to, you know, sell at a different price or, you know. Yeah, so I think the mindset of, like, factory standpoint and branding standpoint is what I'm talking about. It's, like, how you try to promote your products differently to mm-hmm. get, you know, different customers. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're a factory, try to do as much as much quantity as possible. So the type of pictures or the type of content you create to reach your customers, it's more like, they try to do it more broad, right? Right. But for us, you know, we try to do it more niche because we want, like, people to actually really like our stuff mm. than, like, you know, try to reach, like, you know, everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. And will you guys limit the volume of every, every um, like, garments that you make? Or Yeah, for garments, yes. But for, like, our, like, signature items, no. Like, for example, like, the fish bags, blah, blah, blah. Because those are, like, like, you know, it's like our classic piece. So it's just like LV monogram, like they just like keep producing. So, so that. But for our clothing, yes, like every season we do like a new collection. So our pieces are yeah limited. Mm, yeah. Got it. And it's all made uh, from the homing. Not not all. I think not like seventy percent to thirty percent is like other other people's Because oh, I think it. this is the way to make a brand more interesting because like there's only there's like some limitations of like what each factory can do so mm. we can add in new elements or try new designs you know you need like new materials to to be able to build this brand is there anything that you have learned from the finance world that have been converted into weavism or <laughs> not really if there's yeah, not, not that, that not, not that much i feel um, like i learned more like when i'm doing like whatever i'm doing uh, okay. i mean just some basic concept like finance but i study most like derivatives blah 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 those stuff such statistics so it's not something like really that like applicable to to our got like, it yeah. and in terms of weavism can you let us know why it's called weavism no because like our main 
um, our main factory does like weaving, right? Mm. So so weaving is like something that we're really proud of and something we've been doing for for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the ism is like a way you want to like you have like a belief, right? Like capitalism or like blah blah mm. blah. So we're thinking like you know, we want to let people know like more about our fabric, know more about like what we're doing. So that's mm. why like you know we do it. Yeah, that's why I called it like weaveism. Uh, you guys have trademarked this already, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, good yeah. name. <laughs> thank yeah. you, thank you. I think a lot of people can't pronounce it. That's why we have, we have a Mandarin name, but you know, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Got it. And um, in terms of the fish bag, yeah. that's like a very iconic thing in your brand. So I just want to ask in specific about that. So mm-hmm. how did you guys think about um, the fish bag? Like, how did you guys come up with the idea? Because it's a really interesting story. It's the fact that, like, originally we created one fabric from collagen fish scale. Mm. And then so so we derive it from, like, collagen peptide, like, from fish skin, and then make it into collagen peptide, and then we put it into the fiber. And then it has, like, a lot of functions. Mm. It's, like, anti-odor, moisturizing, anti-UV, has, like, a cooling touch. And then I personally think it's, like, a really good fabric to, mo- to, to promote to Taiwanese brands uh-huh, uh-huh. not even for our brands like for brands in general right but the fact is like you know because when you go to like tourist sites you yeah. see a lot of like t-shirts like are, like made in alisana made in like no um, i mean like i love alisana yeah, like, yeah. anyway yeah and when I you look at it and you look at it it's like it's like oh it's like made in vietnam made in like other places uh-huh. but if you go to japan you see like um they have their own t-shirts and stuff and they might be made from like washi paper uh-huh. it's like specific type of you know paper in japan and they'll be like, oh made in kyoto and then it's like japan paper fabric so i feel like for taiwan we don't really have like a material that really symbolizes our country mm-hmm. so so that's why i was like okay so why don't i think this is a really good fabric because it has like anti odor blah 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 it's like it really fits like the taiwan temperature uh-huh. and also because like taiwan's humid you know people sweat a lot but it has like anti odor anti-sweat uh-huh. properties so then this thing came out and then i was like okay i think we should promote this i think it's gonna be a really good hit blah 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 and then it didn't turn out as good as i expected why? because i feel like there's a lot of like functional yarn functional fabric in taiwan they're really well known for example like made from like jade or like made from like coffee made, made from, from like, jade yeah like jade they like, make it into powder and then put it into the fiber you know oh, have like cooling okay. properties or like coffee uh, milk pineapple uh-huh. a lot of these type of yarns are made from like this like different types of methods of achieving functionalities so then and then there's like different ways of achieving it so for our material is that we you know we need to clean the fish scale first and then we make it like nano and then you do like super so uh, i forgot ultra molecular technology to like infuse blah 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 so the cost is a lot higher than like a, a like different yarns that have like this type of function mm-hmm. and then so i realized the fact that you know a lot of people will pick like other yarns because they maybe have like the same type of function mm-hmm. but for us it's like, i think the durability is like a lot better but you know due to the price due to the everything it's like something harder to promote and then so for me i'm like okay whatever so i'm gonna make a fish bag because i want people to know that like where this fabric comes from mm-hmm. and then because of the bag i made like a really big one in the middle size and everybody was like really interested in it mm-hmm. yeah because we uh it actually like a lot of people buy buy it and go to like fashion shows yeah. so London fashion, uh, Paris Japan 
China, everybody has like our bags. It gets like sheep snapped and stuff. So, so that's how this fish thing got like pretty. Got viral, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, got it. So it's actually your idea. Yeah, I just want to try something, and that turned out to be it's interesting because you know a lot of like we do like we're like with functional streetwear, so a lot of like functional brands have like their own mascot of an animal. Uh-huh. For example, like Fela Robin is like a wolf, uh-huh. or like Claude Munson is like a mouse, you know, like these stuff. So I was like, oh, so, so you know, we should have our fish. fish. Yeah, milkfish is made from Taiwan, uh-huh. and then we try to like make it more streetwear. It's not like really direct like a fish. We wanted to make it cool and chic and. Yeah, that's how like the fish thing got like good, and then now we're trying to like expand like this collection. You you're yeah. trying to expand this collection? Yeah, more like more ways of playing with this mascot. I guess. Oh, yeah. got it. I know that recently you guys have um, collaborated with like a soap company, yeah. and then you made uh, something yeah, very yeah, yeah. much like a condom. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So that's like another in- innovation that you guys are trying to do. I think for us is we try to collaborate with a lot of art- artisans in Taiwan that uh-huh. they're not well known. Because yeah. I feel like Taiwan's really good at making like handmade or like really good like with like really good like, like technicians create, yeah. and stuff. But yeah, I feel like a lot of them like what they do is maybe they find like brands that are more on how to say, like Wen Chuang or something. Like uh-huh. they find like these type of people like handmade soap blah uh-huh, blah blah uh-huh. but then for me it's I want to make it more more modern more more streetwear style so I try to you know work with these type of artisans to create like new ways of promoting and new yeah. packaging yeah. and stuff like that and then the whole concept about this whole condom soap is the fact that because due to the COVID I feel like it's really I- important for people to like wash your hands wash your face blah 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 and mm. then also because you know it's like a really big thing in um, ten- uh-huh. uh, what do I mean like camping so I think it's something really convenient for them to bring. So, do you so do camping fun. in Taiwan? I, I go I do less actually I go less, okay. but I just think that that's like a really big trend. Yeah. So I was thinking like okay, so this thing is like it's interesting, you know, it's fun, and then people can bring it to to use, blah blah blah. So this is like the small one. We're gonna and then we're gonna have like a big one soon. So so mm-hmm. yeah, I just I just try to like do more collaboration with like interesting people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. And how did you first um? market your brand how did you expose your brand to um, the outer world because the difficulty of founding your own brand is even though maybe you have support from um, your own textile factory it's still very hard for a brand to get their brand identity out there so how did you first get your brand i remember first time we did it i think it was just like you know we we asked we just did like some press release with media mm-hmm. people and then just try to build the relationship in Taiwan yeah in Taiwan at yeah. first I think it wasn't that successful for like the first like one or two times but mm-hmm. then after like the fish thing got viral and then we yeah we just got more like media exposure and then mm-hmm. also we work with you know different stylists so the fish changed like your brand yeah kind of sort of okay. <laughs> I think I think I think half and half I think mm-hmm. our clothing is also something a lot of people really like because the yeah. fact that like people buy our fish people buy clothing at first they're like two different types of people right yeah but now they're like more merged together so okay, they yeah, that's yeah, great. So it's like better, yeah how long did it take for you to go viral like how long did it take for I you think to like get that two to three two two years maybe okay so every fashion brand they should just at least be persistent until two to three years i think i think yeah. that's yeah yeah mm-hmm. but it's like the fish thing is interesting it's like it goes viral for a while and then it stops and then goes viral again and then it stops and then goes viral and then it stops it's just mm-hmm. like yeah, it's like three or four ways of like 
yeah, yeah it's, it's very like, interesting it just like dies out after a while and then comes back and someone just like carry that yeah yeah and yeah, then, yeah. And then go, they're it, like oh my god and then you know, like china you know japan you know uh-huh. even the uk you know yeah like, yeah got it um would you talking back to weavism because the theme is about travel so would you let us know why the theme is about travel because like the whole thing why is because you know originally i was thinking like if we're gonna make like a clothing brand, I'm more into like outer, like what do you mean, like streetwear, yeah. functional wear, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think it's really important to to think about like so, what is the main reason of wearing your clothing? Mm-hmm. Like, is it only for Instagram or is it for like you know photos or like what is like the main reason for it? And I think it's really important that our clothing all has some sort of function that mm-hmm. that does something. And you know, before the COVID everything, so I was thinking like travel is, is like a really important thing mm-hmm. for people's lives you know get to know new stuff and new new ideas and mm-hmm. this is also like our main concept of our brand is you know to be like fresh off the street so we want to like do something new every time right. so i think like when you travel to new places or you go to like adventure stuff you know we hope that you can wear our clothing so that's why we started our brand to focus on like travel essentials and also like functionalities mm. yeah then we try to think about like you know for travel what are like essential functions that this garment needs mm-hmm. yeah so let's just make an example so for the um clothes that you are wearing what aspects of travel did it infuse <laughs> i think i think the, i think for this jacket um it's really interesting is you know this city where we actually make like every single season we just change the pattern uh-huh. the fabric and uh-huh. maybe some pocket detail so originally why this jacket was developed was simply because we want to make a jacket that fits everyone mm. so that's like a really big oversized jacket that can fit like Even really me. small yeah Even, really small yeah. women to bigger guys <laughs> and at the same time you know we do like zipper like different types of pockets and stuff and then it's like really it's like wrinkle free so you can like pack it up and bring it to, to anywhere mm-hmm. and then all of our pants is like waist adjustable so you don't need to bring any belts mm-hmm. so belt is something that's really annoying if we go through the security mm-hmm. so all our pants are like waist adjustable and then it's more comfortable you know if you're like too it's full like you can adjust then, it yeah. uh, manually yeah manually oh. adjust it either through drawstring either through a belt either through like this this thing like you can yeah just adjust the waist mm, got yeah it. things like that or for pants you know we do like a lot of zipper pockets just to prevent you know, prevent stuff from falling down talking about travel and talking about covid because your brand is inspired uh, by travel mm-hmm. and right now because of covid there's a lot of travel restrictions yeah. um how did it impact ha- your brand i think before from and now because before we have a lot of tourists actually we have like oh. a lot of tourist customers from like japan uk you know like these so now it's like zero <laughs> yeah so for now it's like for us focus more on domestic right and um. i mean we have foreign buyers but that's like once in a season mm-hmm. but i mean for like domestically we just try to you know fulfill more like you know domestic needs because in the past it's like you know people from china from from japan from like these places or like hong kong they're like we have a lot of like customers there mm-hmm. so so yeah so maybe they would go online yeah i think go online but i think it's more i mean if you go online are people that actually bought our products before right but if you mm-hmm. really, really want to know like you know new diehard fans i think it's easier for them to you know come to our store and then know what we're doing mm-hmm. and then you know go through like the concepts or like know more about actually touch our clothing mm-hmm. see the details i mean 
website is a way, but I think it's still like a lot diffi- more difficult because like the product board is not like the cheapest. And also like, you know, you really need to like persuade them like why do they buy this item from you, not from mm, other people. Got yeah. it. When, you, when it comes to like the proportion of the revenue, um, like is it a lot of percentage are from um, the foreign, foreign foreigners or? I think the past maybe is like, I don't know, like 35 to 40% foreign mm. and 60% domestic. But now it's like, now domestic is like 80 to mm. 90 because now there's like no foreigners, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Got it. Yeah. Because I think for e-commerce for us, it's, it's, um, it's a lot better for accessories. So like bags, hats, you know, yeah. stuff like that. For clothing, yes, we do have, but mostly our people that actually bought our products before. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for them to, you know, still try on because you have like different sizing, especially for like foreigners, you know, from Europe or USA, their sizing in Asia fit is different. Yeah. So so I think it's it's easier for them to, you know, come to our store, fit, fit know our fit, and then afterwards they just buy online. Got it. Yeah. Then um, like for these, years you have developed a lot of like um, ideas and also gain a lot of experiences in terms of uh, branding and also in terms of um, a lot of uh, like learnings in the industry so my question for you I think probably this would be the last question Uh is that um, what are you thinking of for the future like do you have any plans in terms of how you want to do this brand or do you have any other ideas for me I think um because I want to continuously, you know, do like new stuff, like new mm-hmm. collaborations, or like new collaborations with like brands or like artisans or like, you know, events. So mm-hmm. I think that's something that what we always try to do is the fact that, you know, we try to like make new events or campaigns that are unique. Mm-hmm. So for example, like from the soap to maybe the future, like. I don't know detergent or like uh-huh. family like clothing you know clothing living related I think are stuff that we really want to try mm-hmm. and also maybe maybe focus more on like some sort of interesting activities for our members to to participate in mm-hmm. because we really value our members so we have like a you know like a lot of like members we try to like we want to build a community yeah like we try to like have a good you know conversation and have good relationship with them so mm. i think how to maximize the client uh, customers ex- expectation and experience is really important for mm. our next step since we can like you know travel abroad yeah yeah one bonus last yeah. question is would you ever regret um like leaving your job in wall street no not really no it's no. like really boring <laughs> it's really boring there so i think oh. it's more interesting to, okay to, that's yeah. great yeah cool. cool um thank you so much for your okay, time cool thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thanks thanks